Welcome back to another exciting episode of a new American Town podcast. So I don't know about you, first thing I like to do when I wake up in the morning is get a nice, strong cup of coffee. And I'm sure everyone else, most people out there listening to this episode has got to feel the same way. So you're going to love today's interview because we are here with Mark, uh, the owner of uh, Airship. How are you? Doing great. I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I was real, um, real excited about this uh, podcast episode because I realized I've been drinking your coffee for years now, um, but hadn't really dug into the story of how Airship started. And we've also got, I, I think, you know, an exciting announcement um, that just came out that we want to talk about today as well. But I, I thought we'd kind of start at the beginning. So, do you mind to tell us a little bit about how? Uh, how airship got started and i think your story was also kind of interesting how you kind of ended up getting uh connected with coffee i thought was i thought was really cool yeah yeah absolutely um it's interesting you mentioned that um you'd been drinking the coffee but maybe you didn't know it um we've been roasting coffee for over 10 years here in bentonville um and so we started that business focusing on restaurants and other coffee shops and so our coffee was all over Northwest Arkansas being served at restaurants, but we were kind of losing out on the customer experience because basically as a wholesale business, you, um, you hand that product off to that wholesale customer and then they go and brew it and serve it to their guests and no one knows where it came from. Right, right. And so um, in 2018, we opened our first retail cafe here in Bentonville on 5th Street and that was our first foray into... Uh, a customer experience where they're getting our product made our way, sourced through our channels, and then roasted our way, and then prepared our way. And so that was when we really kind of got serious about the cafe experience. That's really great. That's really great. And how did, um, why did you decide to start Airship Coffee? Maybe that's the best question to ask. Yeah, that that is a great question. Um, you know, sometimes... Uh, things just happen and you think you're going one direction and then you end up somewhere else. Um, but I, I went back to college, um, in 2000 to get a degree in horticulture Hmm. and I wanted to grow blueberries. I was going to have a blueberry farm in Northwest Arkansas. And that was my dream. Uh, I did that because, well, I had been working as a stonemason for some time in Fayetteville, oh. and I figured, you know what, this is backbreaking work, and this is just, <laughs> this isn't going to work out long term, oh, you know? Yeah. So I was laying stone by day and then slinging pizzas, at cable car pizza at night, and uh, my wife was going through nursing school at the time, and so we were just working hard, you know, and she finished nursing school, and then it was my turn, so... I decided to get a degree in horticulture. Um, honestly, I didn't have a passion right at that time. I didn't have a vision for the future. I was just like, this is what I'm good at. Right. Like, right. I'm good at growing plants, so I'm going to go and get this degree. I got into it, and then um, a, my senior, my my first year of grad school, I had the opportunity to travel to Honduras hmm. and work with coffee farmers. And so that experience is what then started to shape my interest in coffee as a, as a career path. That's great. And so 
you come back from Honduras after it sounds like a really phenomenal experience there. Maybe you have the idea and you look around like how many other Northwest Arkansas coffee companies were there? Yeah, it's interesting. There wasn't a lot going on at the time. Hmm. Um, that was 2006 was the first trip I took to uh, Honduras. And the effort there was focused on agricultural development. Uh, we were working with farmers up in the mountains to uh, improve sustainable agriculture practices um, and building tilapia ponds and really trying to change their food system um, and, and give them a source of protein, things like that. Anyway, they were coffee farmers and they were like, look, man, this is great, but this is our cash crop. How can you help us with that? So that's when the idea came about. And it was like, really their problem isn't growing the crop, it's access to the market. Right. And and so that's when we shifted our emphasis and decided we needed to be roasting coffee. Hmm. And so uh, what was the process? of You know, there's a lot of places, I guess, you could have started uh, Airship, but obviously you chose Bentonville as that location, and you had been living in Fayetteville, but what was it about sort of Bentonville specifically that kind of uh, was appealing to you? Yeah, that's that's good. The uh, The way that happened was um, when I when I left grad school, I, I was ready to go start the blueberry farm, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was looking around for land, and I was trying to find that perfect piece of land. And I'd found a few p places where I thought, wow, this will make a great blueberry farm, but I didn't have any money. So, <laughs> so I went to the bank, and I was like, yeah, I want to be a farmer. And they're like, great, great. You know, they weren't handing out money for people that wanted to be farmers. Right. And they still don't. But um, <laughs> so, so that was a problem. And I tried really hard to figure out how to buy property to do that. And it, it just didn't materialize. Mm. And, and then I was actually walking down the hall of the, the horticulture department up at the U of A. And I saw a posting on the bulletin board that said, Cooperative Extension Service, interviewing for jobs. Hmm. And I thought, huh, what's that? And I just showed up. And I showed up for an interview, didn't even know what the Cooperative Extension was at the time, and found out you know, that they have offices in every county throughout the state. They're responsible for disseminating the latest research that's coming out of the university system hmm. and getting it in the hands of, of the farmers. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. And then found out in that interview that they were creating the first um, position of its kind in Benton County, which was a horticulture extension agent. Hmm. And I thought, okay, that sounds cool. First of its kind, right? right? So <laughs> uh, anyway, I just, I just took a, took a risk and took the job and jumped in. And at the time that, you know, um, there wasn't a lot happening just yet. Right. Um, we didn't have restaurants downtown. We didn't have a museum in the holler. Like it was, it was not started. Right. Yet, right. right. So, um, but I took that job and had that job for seven years and loved it. And so it enabled me to work with farmers throughout Northwest Arkansas, helping them solve problems in the field and it just, and it, but alongside that, kept those relationships going with coffee farmers mm -hmm. in Latin America. So 
that's kind of how I landed in Bentonville from yeah. Fayetteville was that job. And you know, that, that job gave me an opportunity to meet a lot of people because in essence, you're a public servant and you know, I could be answering questions about blueberries or I might be talking to you about why your tree's dying. Right. You know? So, right. um, so yeah, anyway, that's how I landed in Bentonville and we, uh, we found a lot to purchase downtown. This was like 2007 and I was tired of driving back and forth from Fayetteville and yeah. we, we wanted to really commit to being local in, in the Bentonville community. And we closed the deal on that lot. And the next day, um, Alice Walton announced that she was building Crystal Bridge. No way. And so we we're like, wow, okay, this, and it's, you know, stone's throw from where the museum is built. Right. So we thought, wow, this is, this is going to be something. Yeah. You know, this place is getting ready to take off. Right. So. Little did you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Little did you know. Well, talk, talk about uh, taking off. Uh, so you have, uh, you have the original location, right? And then, and, and tell people where that is specifically. So Well, we've been roasting over on Southeast 5th Street uh, mm-hmm. since uh, 2012. And that's where our roastery is located. And in 2018, we opened our first retail cafe on the front of that building. And that was a situation where people just kept knocking on the door, wanting to buy coffee. And so eventually we said, well, we might as well provide a retail experience here. And it's a really cool indoor-outdoor setup that you have. Yeah. It's just really great. I, 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 I drop in... Uh, quite often but it, it's just it, it's just great um seeing people hanging out on the patio or being able to enjoy the indoors uh as well and just you know the full menu of options there it's really great well we've recently expanded the seating area inside um we were getting to the point where it was filling up and mm. people would come in look around and no place to sit so they'd leave um, when the weather's nice, that's not a problem because the yard is huge and there's lots of outdoor seating. Right. But, um, but yeah, so we've expanded the seating. So now there's a little bit more room for you to sit and have a meeting and a cup of coffee. That's really great. That's really great. And speaking of expansion, so then I guess you, there was an opportunity with uh, Kohler Mountain Bike Preserve. And uh, for those who have listened to our podcast before, you're familiar with uh, Kohler. We've had several uh, episodes about it, uh, but it's a cool mountain bike camping, uh, just park experience in general. There's yeah. even a paved piece uh, that you you can use, and people go out there and walk, and take the kids in strollers, and take their dogs, and there's streams and public art, and it's just it's uh, it's become a favorite for people who visit here, and certainly people who live in this community but a big part of the draws when you get to the middle of the park there is a cafe and it is the airship yeah uh, cafe which is uh really really cool and unique from a park perspective yeah it's it's super fun to sit there on the porch of the cafe and watch people come around the corner for the first time (laughs) because because you have to walk you know three quarters of a mile or ride your bike in and um, and they come around the corner and they see this coffee shop and they're just like, oh, wow. Right. You right. Know? And that's a really fun surprise that you get to share with people. And now the word's out and there's fewer people that are surprised, but it's become a destination. Yep. And, um, you know, honestly, when we designed it, we thought that it would serve 
more of the mountain bike community from an, as an amenity mm-hmm. to say like, yeah, I'm going to go ride, need a place to get a drink. Um, we really thought that would be the focus, but it turned out that it was an attraction. Right. And there's people from all over the world who are coming and saying, I just want to come see this coffee shop in the woods. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, it is, you're, you're exactly right about that. It has become an attraction and it's interesting. I mean, um, you know, uh, from Visit Bentonville's standpoint, we host a lot of travel writers. We host a lot of digital influencers. Um, we help them sort of curate uh, agendas mm-hmm. and what they're going to do when they're in town. We want to make sure that they're having sort of real premier experiences. And Kohler is always on the list uh, and a trip to airship. And your team, by the way, is just always fantastic to work with when we reach out and say, Hey, you know, can we have some help with some gift cards or some experiences? And and they're always right on top of everything. But it ends up being a, uh, it ends up being one of the top uh, responses we get from travel writers because it's one thing. To your point, it's one thing to kind of explain it to people, like we're talking about it here in this podcast. But folks, I'm telling you, you've got to experience it. You've got right. to get out in the middle of color, and then. It's funny because for a lot of people, that's their first experience with their ship. And then when they realize that there's the original location yep. Yep. <laughs> as well, they get even more excited. Yeah. It, the Kohler has been a lot of fun. The The idea out there was to give people a little bit of a nudge towards nature. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no Wi-Fi, so it's not a place you're going to go and, and do a, a lot of work. Right. Um you might have one bar of cell coverage right. down there. Yeah. And so um, it's really a place where you can get away, yeah. take a step back, slow down a little bit, and enjoy um, coffee in the woods. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then on top of that, uh, the last few weeks, there was another exciting announcement. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead and share that with the folks that are listening? Yeah, for sure. So we've finally announced that we're going to be open an airship at the pump house which is just north of the square about six blocks on uh, northwest a street yeah um it's in the old water treatment facility which was the original water treatment facility in bentonville um really cool old building lots of character uh, we're going to restore that building um, tell the history of that site hmm. um it, it was interesting. It was built in 1953, and there was a uh, a trench dug from Ford Spring, which is just north of town, and it was about a mile long where there was a couple backhoes and a bunch of guys with picks and shovels hmm. di- digging a trench to get the water from Ford Spring to the pump house, and then the water would be treated there and then lifted up to the water tower that's downtown and that's how we got our drinking water. So th- the reason most people don't even realize that was the water filter plant was because in nine, uh, nine years later, Beaver Water District opened up mm. and they were bringing a 60-inch pipe across Benton County. And it's basically like, well, you don't want to miss out on that. Right. So, um, <laughs> so that's when that building became uh, the Head Start which is what a lot of people around here know it as, Mm -hmm. which was a a government daycare facility. Um, And so it had a school in it, essentially. Right. Um, So, yeah, that's that's the spot. Um, It covers about an acre and a half between Northwest A Street and Maine. 
And we got some really uh, exciting plans for the site and how to program that. But from a conceptual standpoint, it's about a neighborhood cafe. Mm. It's about serving the families who live and work there. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, we're surrounded by 250 homes and it'll be the first of, of its kind here in Bentonville as well. Um, in the sense that we don't have a lot of pocket cafes nestled into a neighborhood. Right. Right. Um, you know, we had a lot of intentional planning where we're like, well, we businesses go here, they go in downtown or the market district or the arts district. And Mm -hmm. they, they have very, and, and wisely. So we had intentional placement of commercial activity, but now that we've kind of grown and the population has expanded so much, we need, we need more offerings that reach out beyond those zones. Right. So that's the idea there is to serve those people. That's really fantastic. And it almost sounds like that's going to that's going to end up being another almost destination attraction type of setup as well. Um if I'm hearing you correctly. Yeah, I think so. It's a fairly good sized building. We've got yeah. about 4,000 square feet. The patio is almost 2000 square feet. Um, that patio is going to really be highly visible from a street and it's, it's meant to just welcome in the community. Um, we really want to kind of blur the line between cafe and park. Hmm. So you feel like you can just walk up and hang out and enjoy the space. Right. Um, so, so that's kind of the idea there. Lots of seating. Um, we also have a basement that we're going to program in an interesting way. Hmm. Um, we'll have to save that for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. A little bit of a teaser. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, uh, that sounds extremely exciting. And, uh, you know, construction projects in general are, uh, are always iffy when it comes to timelines. It seems like especially these days, right, with uh, – Sometimes uh, difficult to get materials, but do you have kind of a projection, a time frame of, of when that would uh, open? We do. Um, you know, we have a target of March of 2023. Oh, wow. Okay. So it may be earlier, and we'd be happy about that. That's fantastic. Um, but if we're open by March, then everything's on track. Yeah, great. Great. Well, we'll uh, folks, you'll have to stay tuned. We'll be, uh, we'll keep you up to date on all the latest, certainly uh, on our visit Bentonville channels, and you'll definitely have to make sure you follow Airship as well. Uh, we usually save this for the end of the podcast, but let's go ahead and get into it. What are your, uh, what are your social handles? Well, you can find us at Airship Coffee on Instagram, Facebook as well. Um, check us out on our website, airshipcoffee.com. That's great. That's great. And we'll be where, uh, when you have a chance to listen to this folks, um, we'll have uh, all of that information on our website as well at visitbenville.com, but you should definitely, uh, get out and check out, uh, air shipping and can folks order coffee, uh, and have it shipped as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we have online e-commerce. Yeah. Um, you know, we, you can also buy our coffee at local grocery stores. Right. So we're in Walmart. Um, throughout Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri. And so we're, we're really trying to get the product out there further now. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. So let me ask you this. Um, a lot of coffee out there, right? A lot of choices. What distinguishes Airship, in your opinion, from other 
coffees that are offered? You know, it's I've wrestled with that question for a long time. <laughs> and um, early on, I think it was our involvement at the farm level because we're doing things that most smaller companies aren't doing. Um, we have field research projects set up on coffee farms. We're testing new ideas, um, trying to design flavor profiles at the farm level. And, and we work with very innovative farmers to accomplish that. Um, and I think that's unusual. However, what you find out over time is that the consumer doesn't really wrap their head around that. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds good if you're talking about it, but you know, a consumer has a, a split second to make a decision. And, and so it really came down to the customer experience. And when we opened the cafe in 2018, we had such a good reception from the community that um, we really started to ask that question, like, okay, what's working? Uh -huh. And we started to survey our customers. And, and the thing that keeps coming back is it just feels good here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's like if, and that's one of those things that's sort of intangible and you can't right. put your finger on it, yeah. but what it comes down to is customer service and we protect the customer experience at all costs. Absolutely. Well, at, uh, whether you're at the original location or the Kohler location, uh, I can tell you from firsthand experience folks, like, uh, it is, uh, just you walk in, even if you're in the middle of a, or you've got a stressful day ahead of you, or you've got a lot going on in your life, you walk into either one of those locations and it is just sort of a chance to relax. Um, I don't know if that's uh, part of the tasting experience as well, but the coffee is just extremely delicious on, on top of that. <laughs> so. That's interesting. We, you know, we feel like coffee itself is not rocket science. Mm. Like we, we have a, understanding of how how to source it how to roast it how to brew it and we have a strong educational program that teaches people how to how to deliver that product but i mean the trick is what's happening behind the scenes and the things that the customers never know happens and that's creating that environment and then creating that service experience and then creating that product right and so all the work's going into those three things when it comes down to our cafe experience. And, and that's something that uh, we invest a lot of energy into and, and hopefully you never even know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, they're going to know about it now after uh -oh. listening to, uh, listening to this podcast, but well, Mark, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time. I know you're busy. There's a lot going on. Um, we were excited to hear about the expansion. Uh, I was very excited to to make sure that all of our listeners sort of knew the airship story. And uh, we have a lot of people that are uh, that are listening to this, traveling into Bentonville uh, to experience everything that we have to offer. And we just, you know, we want to point out to everyone: uh, you've got two phenomenal airship experiences. Uh, to grab onto uh, in the next few months, and there'll be a third coming up uh, in March of 2023, if not before. So, yeah. uh, stay tuned. Anything you want to? Anything else you want to share before we uh, sign off? 
Well, you know, there is a third, and there might be a fourth. Oh wow! So okay, we're uh, we've got our sights on another spot here in Bentonville as well. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's great. So, so again, maybe another podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's <laughs> when, when you're ready, you let us know. We'll cool. uh, <laughs> we'll dig into that one too. That'd be great. Well, this has been super fun, and I just say thanks and appreciate you helping us get the word out. It means a lot. Absolutely. No, you're, you're very welcome. So folks, listen, uh, make sure you uh, plan your trip to Bentonville. Everything you need is on visitbentonville.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn. Uh, we have several other uh, social channels. Make sure you follow Airship as well on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Check out their website, uh, everything that they have to offer there. Uh, it will definitely be worth your time. Get here. First thing you do when you wake up in the morning, head over to Airship, get some coffee. And so, uh, Mark, thank you again, folks. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. All right. Thanks, Aaron.